You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Another day, another great day. It is. Every day is a great day. You know, I wake up and I say, today is going to be a great day. And I would say you are lucky to wake up. Mm. We are lucky to have our lives every day. Mm -hmm. And if we look at life any differently than that, try to switch it around, people. Switch it around. Wake up happy. No one wants to wake up on the wrong side of the bed. No pun intended. It's hard, though, man, when you get in a mood. I know. We've talked about it before. I used to do this um, or read this book that talks about like leveling up and you know one of their advice is similar to the five second rule of Mel Robbins but like Mm -hmm. just sitting in silence and like gathering your thoughts and kind of like shifting your mood and some days it just doesn't work but I try. Listen some days I have no freaking clue why I'm pissed off and I just am stuck there. I'm just like I don't know why I'm mad at you Nick but I'm gonna keep being mad at you because I can't (laughs) stop now. Well yeah and then if you start in on something and then it's like you don't like part of it I think it's like pride too oh yeah but the other part is just like those little things that get under your skin so easily and you're like oh boy oh man I think it's like hormones it can be stress it can be just it could be lack of sleep lack of sleep (laughs) totally lack of sleep I don't know about anybody else I one I'm not the nicest person when I don't sleep but I'm super hungry when I don't sleep and I just feel like I cannot think straight. I just want all the carbs mm-hmm. and I'm really, I'm like nauseous. It's like I have morning sickness all over again when I don't get enough sleep. I was going to say it feels like I have a hangover when yep. I don't sleep. Yep. And it's because there are so many things that go wrong when you don't get enough sleep, guys. It's really actually quite interesting and I'm excited to talk about it today. I'm excited to hear. So I've done a lot of different research and talks about sleep. Um, I'm going to share some of the things for mm-hmm. sleep hygiene practices and everything, but Becca has been listening to a new book. So I'm really yep. excited to hear some of these like not so fun facts that you have for us slaps today. Slaps in the face, guys. <laughs> They're just going to be slaps in your face. <laughs> do you want to talk about hydrate? I do want to talk about hydrate. So tip or trick, we always try to do that. Um, we've talked about this before and a lot of people have heard me talk about it, but I cannot tell you how awesome this product is. So it is a combination of vitamin C, amino acids, electrolytes, and a coconut Mm. powder, coconut oil powder. And it is just phenomenal. They came out with a new orange mango flavor. I love that one. I just ordered some more of it against my own budgeting. (laughs) (laughs) Saying I shouldn't be ordering this. But it is so good. And I honestly, I know you hate the fact that people don't really enjoy regular water. I'm becoming one of those people. I've been really loving up the water enhancers lately i don't know what's going on with me lately i just don't want to drink normal water so i and and once you go down that road you're stuck in it i'm like i have to add flavor enhancers because now normal now i know why people have problems it just tastes so much better so (laughs) hydrate i'll link it in the show notes orange mango is phenomenal i've had the lemon lime i do really like that one um but i have not tried the fruit punch i think i'll give that one a try next time but orange mango is just tropical and it's refreshing mm-hmm. and I feel really good about it because 
vitamin C we need to replenish daily. So a lot of people don't necessarily understand that with certain supplements, like your body utilizes them and they're water soluble. So you excrete them throughout the day. So you actually need to replenish your vitamin C. And it has a full dose of vitamin C in it, which uh, top-notch nutrition. They're just amazing. Um, really excited. I think we're going to be partnering with them to have them on our podcast awesome. soon and talk about some of their products. But um, yeah, so that's linked in the show note. The hydrate, get you some and gets, enjoy. Get to hydrating. I think it's one of those placebo effects. It's like we know that we drink enough water and we know that we eat enough vegetables. Liz and I both do. But we just enjoy taking our greens. Like it's like a little, mm-hmm. you know, it makes me feel better. It just but makes my digestion me, is yeah. so much better when I for take you those it's definitely the digestion. So, anyways, I am currently reading a book called "Why We Sleep," um, and it's really interesting. So, it, it the the study of sleep has been kind of a weird uh, research area for a while because there's certain things that every human does and every human kind of has, and it's tracing back all the way to prehistoric times. Like we have the urge to reproduce because it obviously keeps our race going. Um, We have the need to drink water, because without water, we would die. We have the urge to eat food, because again, without food, we die. But for a long time, scientists couldn't figure out why all humans sleep. They couldn't figure out what was going on with the body that was forcing us into sleep and kind of why it was benefiting us. And since then, there's been a lot of research around it, and there is a lot still yet to learn but some interesting stuff um like routinely sleeping less than six to seven hours a night demolishes your immune system more than doubling your risk of cancer and insufficient sleep is a key lifestyle factor determining whether or not you develop alzheimer's disease so i know a lot of people think that alzheimer's is genetic um i think there's a lot of lifestyle factors that Mm -hmm. go into it and research has shown that um Inadequate sleep, even moderate reductions for just one week, disrupt blood sugar levels so profoundly that you would be classified as pre-diabetic. Wow. Sleep disruption further contributes to all major psychiatric conditions, including depression, anxiety, and suicidalness. Um, Too little sleep swells concentrations of a hormone that make you feel hungry, which we've talked Mm -hmm. about, and suppresses the companion hunger hormone that otherwise signals food satisfaction. Despite being full, you still want to eat more. Like Liz and I talked about, both of us are starving when we don't get enough sleep. Yeah, but then pair that with your blood sugar regulation. Yep. No wonder you're starting to be like pre-diabetic. If you've got glucose intolerances, you're not sleeping well. Yeah. And you're hungry and you're never getting full. Yeah. And essentially, from what I've gathered so far, I've I've been reading the book, I'm about one-tenth of the way through it's a really long book but um it the shorter you sleep the shorter your lifespan there is the rubber band of sleep deprivation can only stretch so long before it snaps and there's the fun fact that i think a lot of people um want to kind of argue especially morning people there's different types of people in the world there are there are about 40 percent of people are like morning people um 30 percent are night owls meaning your circadian rhythm basically is shifted so you don't feel the urge to sleep until later in the evening um and then the rest of the population is kind of like in betweeners um but the the society today kind of discriminates against the night owls mm-hmm. because they are seen as unproductive they are seen as you know they don't want to wake up they're lazy um where in reality they just might be night owls they just and this is genetic 
Yeah. But you know what? I uh, was listening to a podcast with Emily Frisella and Andy Frisella, and she was talking about both of them are most productive at nighttime. Yeah. And so their day, their work day begins around 12 or 1 hmm. because they work late into like midnight, 1 a.m. And so they sleep in, I think she was saying, to like 9 in the morning. Then they have their couple of hours to get up. Yep. They go to the gym, come back, breakfast, those types of things. And then their work day starts. Yeah. And honestly, it's no different than someone getting up at 4 or 5 and yep. starting work at 8 or 9. Yep. They're just shifting their day. And I mean, she's doing something right because they're yeah. both phenomenal entrepreneurs. Well, that's the thing is they're entrepreneurs. Yeah. So they they make their schedule. But I'm talking about more like basic society of a 9 to 5 mm. kind of discriminates against the night owls because they are expected to be up early when in reality that's not their body's natural circadian rhythm. Got it. Um, so it was just kind of interesting. So we want to talk about you know, how much sleep do we actually need? Um, the Im- impacts of inadequate sleep on top of what we've already mentioned. Um, and then kind of mostly ways to improve it. Yeah. So let's talk about how much sleep you actually need. So we know the good old wise tale is to get eight hours of sleep, yep. right? And we've talked a lot about this with clients that sometimes your schedule, it really doesn't allow for that, or you don't feel that you can improve your hours or your time in bed. So from a minimum perspective, seven hours truly is like the minimum. So the number of people who can survive on seven hours or less without showing any negative cognitive or biological impairment is pretty much zero. Yeah. I mean, this, and people think that they're outliers. They, they do. Yeah. And my husband would be included in that. He <laughs> thinks that he's good with just five, six hours. Well, this hours. is me lately. Yeah. I literally, like I've talked about the past few episodes, I thought that I was functioning. I feel so much better lately now that I'm getting more sleep with this quarantine. Yeah. I mean, you look better. Like, you, I just, like your eyes look better. I know. I just I don't tired. feel like I need excessive amounts of caffeine. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about kind of like why. So essentially, guys, some signs that you need more sleep. If you cannot survive the morning without caffeine, if you would sleep past your alarm if it wasn't set, if you have to read and reread emails to comprehend them. I know this is me when I'm sleep mm-hmm. de- deprived. Like I have to read and reread an email. I literally stop emailing sometimes because I'm like, I am going to type someone gibberish right now if I keep trying to work because my mind, your mind is full full of sleep hormone yeah. and it's trying to shut down and you are pushing past that. And so like there's just some signs that you need more sleep. But like Liz was saying, minimum seven. Well, the other thing that I would say here is if you're feeling like your digestion is off, Mm -hmm. if you are, you know, not able to get full, like we just talked about, you're hungry all the time. If your weight uh, training isn't as strong or just your workouts feel really, really hard and you're really, really sluggish, you know, your body's not having enough time. Sleep is our best recovery. It is the time Mm -hmm. that all of the repair processes do is our only recovery (laughs) very true so minimum of seven hours but realistically we'd like to get more towards that eight and a half to even nine hours of actual sleep not just time in bed um but actual sleep and i know there's what'd you say i said parents this is hard this is hard and we get it i will say i'm lucky if i get eight hours just kind of fitting in everything i want to do and wake up with time to do things in the morning before Carson gets up, especially in the young stages, like mm-hmm. if your kid's not sleeping through the night, all that kind of stuff. It's hard. And to have time alone with your spouse after the kids go to bed. Yep. I think that eight hours would be an awesome goal for most people listening. Yeah. I honestly, I aim for like eight to eight and a half. 
That's awesome. And really a couple of things that I've instilled in my routine help with that. So we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but I think it does vary person to person. What you need to do is just make sleep a priority. And if you're not at least getting that seven hours right now, try to get seven, seven and a half, maybe work your way up to eight, eight and a half and see how you feel. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think some things that we need to talk about that most people are like, well, I feel fine Mm. with, you know, five to six hours of sleep. I've always had five to six hours of sleep. And some things might be going on with your body that you might not realize. Uh, So some results of inadequate sleep. Number one is weight gain. This is huge, guys. If you struggle maintaining your weight, if you're struggling to lose weight, I tell people all the time, it does not matter what you are doing with your nutrition, with your exercise, if you are not sleeping adequately because your body will blunt all of the impact of those things. Sleep outweighs those things combined. Mm -hmm. If you are not getting enough sleep, it's just not, there's no way your body's going to be able to lose weight because your body needs to be healthy to lose weight. And there's so many things that are getting impacted by the lack of sleep. Like we talked about your hunger hormones, you're feeling hungrier and you're not feeling as full, even though you're eating more. And then you also blood sugar regulation, like we talked about, when you get less sleep, your blood sugar gets impacted to where you literally become pre-diabetic, guys. If just a few days of sleep deprivation puts you into this kind of blood sugar state that your body is not tolerating carbohydrates as well. And then that on top of eating more, on top of your body is now conserving energy because you're exhausted. And so you're not burning as many calories in a day. Well, your body's always trying to chase homeostasis, right? And so if there's something that's off and we know that getting less sleep increases stress. So now your cortisol is raised. Your body's trying to close those gaps and it's trying to store food because food is fuel to help regulate all the functions throughout the day. So you're metabolism does adjust Mm -hmm. when you are in a state of chronic stress. Um, This is not just an acute stress. This is chronic stress. Like you are constantly in a state of fight or flight. um, And we want to ensure that you get out of that state by getting adequate sleep, adequate fuel, good carbohydrates are included in that. So (laughs) we want to just make sure that if you're somebody who's been trying to diet and lose weight and you keep cutting calories and you think that's the answer, or maybe doing more work in the gym, Mm -hmm. but you're not sleeping, nothing is going to work until you get your sleep under control. Yeah. And sleep also impacts your immune system. I think this is probably the biggest one. I know if I've gotten a few nights in a row, really poor sleep, I'm really susceptible. And in this time right now, guys, with the craziness around the coronavirus, like you need to give yourself as much as possible to combat any type of viruses coming your way. When you, uh, when you sleep, your immune system essentially releases proteins called cytokines. And these not only help sleep, but sleep deprivation has shown to decrease the overall production levels of these proteins. And they're protective in nature. Um, they're necessary to increase when you are stressed or need to fight off certain infection or inflammation like right now. Um, and in addition, infection fighting antibodies and cells are reduced during periods when you don't get enough sleep. So a lot of things kind of go south with your immune system when you are not getting enough sleep, your ability to handle stress, to moderate emotions. Other typical effects include things like increased chance of heart disease, hypertension, diabetes, psychiatric disorders, like we talked about. Sleep impacts everything. Mm -hmm. We have to do it as a race. We have to do it to keep ourselves healthy. And if we aren't, we're kind of just running into a brick wall over and over again. (laughs) I feel like that's the best analogy I can come up with right now. Like you're just running yourself into it. 
you're running yourself into the ground. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that sometimes their mood and their anxiety states of feeling, you know, down on themselves or like depressed can also be directly correlated. I know for me personally, I am way more irritable when I am oh, yeah. absolutely tired. Right. Absolutely. And so just making sure that you're taking care of yourself from that aspect as well, because the mental impact of lack of sleep or sleep deprivation is really, really great. Um, and so let's talk about how we can improve sleep and some of the things that you can start implementing today. So I'm going to let Becca walk through kind of like the schedule and then I will walk through some sleep hygiene habits and things yeah. that you can start implementing into your routine. So one thing that I have my clients do uh, when we are trying to improve sleep is I create very consistent bedtimes and wake times, even on the weekends. Um, and luckily, right now since we aren't going out very much guys we should be able to hold these a little bit easier um i usually say like give yourself a set time that is realistic for you if you're sleeping five hours a night right now guys don't shoot for eight right away like be realistic with yourself so for me that is 9 30 i am in bed within about half an hour every night of 9 30 some nights it's 10 p.m some nights it's 9 15 you know on a rare occasion it might be 1030 or later, but that's very rare. And then I wake up at the same time every morning, right between 515 to six on weekends. I let myself sleep in a little bit more if I need to, um, or if I don't have anything going on, but that is pretty much consistently every day, the same exact system because our body thrives on routine. It wants the circadian rhythm to be the same and it will it will sleep better if you are giving it consistent times. Well, and your body gets into that pattern. And so it knows what hormones it needs to kick out. So if you are in your good circadian rhythm, your hormones should be releasing melatonin at nighttime. So you can calm down, releases cortisol in the morning. So you wake up and you're alert and you're ready to go for the day. You know, I used to be the person that was like, why can't we just shut the alarm clock off on Sundays? And I remember my husband saying like, it's because it helps me the rest of the week to stay in that routine. I naturally yep. wake up at that time and it makes it 10 times easier just to wake up the same time every day yeah. than it does to sleep in one day. And then the next two, three days you fight the alarm clock. Right. Yep. And so for our, for us right now, it's usually been around five, five thirty, yep. And I just, I wake up naturally even mm -hmm. sometimes before my alarm clock yep. and I don't have to hit snooze. Sure, there are days that I do want to hit snooze, right? But I just find that if I get up and once I get going and moving, things are good. Absolutely. So I think developing a nighttime routine is mm -hmm. huge. So like Liz was saying, um, you know, doing something before you go to bed to help you fall asleep. Calm magnesium uh, supplement is a great option if you find yourself struggling to fall asleep. Um you know, take it anytime after 6 p.m. You can do a sleepy time chamomile tea to calm down the anxiety levels you might have going on right now. Um, calm is also a, uh, I don't know how to say it. It can make you go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. It can it's, be used it, as a natural laxative. It can be used laxative. as a natural laxative because um, it has magnesium levels in it. And so just be careful with the dosage level. Start with so, a small amount of yeah, dose. Yeah, I always say take one teaspoon. Mm -hmm. um, I think the recommended dose on there is two teaspoons. So take one teaspoon, work your way up. The reason why it does that is because it pulls water into your yep. bowels and it just makes it easier to pass the waste. Yeah. So, yeah. so it could also um, be a solution if you are struggling to go to the bathroom and digestively. Yeah. Um, but also keep, you know, normal personal hygiene practice. So every night you have kind of, you know, do you brush your teeth and then wash your face and you know lotion up 
for that beautiful skin that you want? Like, what are you doing at night that's kind of essentially telling your body, okay, this is what I do every night before I go to bed? Um, I, you know, taking a warm shower and sometimes actually even slowly decreasing the temperature down to a more cold uh, mm-hmm. level showered uh, can help bring your body into a rest and digest state better. Um, research has shown that as well. Uh, getting into a bed, if you need to, if you are trying to find an earlier bedtime and you're just not falling asleep, do something like journaling, reading, kind of just getting the mind clear. Um, but make sure you're in bed, phone's turned off, TV is not on, and do things that are going to help your body start to calm down and get used to that maybe earlier bedtime or just get your body kind of relaxed. Yeah. And I want to just add to this, especially right now, because everybody is home. You're on your electronics all day long. You're consuming all of this blue light input throughout the day. Um, you want you want to do around 6 or 7 p.m. is really start to dim the lights in your house. You can wear blue light blockers if you're going to be watching TV or reading on, you know, an iPad or something. Um, But really like 30 minutes before bed, just remove all inputs. Mm -hmm. So this inputs are stimulating to our brain. Um, If you can just, you know, lay in bed, listen to some calming music, do that journaling like Becca mentioned, reading a book, whatever works best for you. But really try to reduce that blue light input uh, before you go to bed. And then the other thing here is keeping alcohol away from your bedtime. So yep. some people like to quote unquote wind down. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you might be winding down uh, in the moment, but what you'll typically find is a, you're waking up between one and three o'clock in the morning yep. as your body goes through the detoxification process. So if you're going to have a glass of wine with dinner or something, try to do that around like six or seven, not immediately before you go to bed. And then the only other thing I would say is for those of you who do drink coffee, try to cut off your caffeine intake by about 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about this before before, but your caffeine has a half-life of about eight to 10 hours. So if you're really caffeine sensitive, I would even bump that up to like noon Mm -hmm. uh, and keep your coffee just in the morning. Yeah. I found a good thing for me, a little fun tip with alcohol because I'm very sensitive to alcohol. I just don't drink it very often, but I do enjoy wine. Um, I have a glass before dinner. Um, and I think let's be honest. I mean, yes, we enjoy the taste of wine, but we all enjoy it because it gives us that little like relaxed buzzed feeling. Um, and as soon as I start eating food, that kind of goes away. And so I usually have like my glass of wine before dinner. And then after that, I'm done. I'm eating dinner. I'm drinking water. And I find I sleep much better compared to if I continue drinking alcohol or I'm having alcohol after dinner or closer to bedtime. Um, it just impairs your sleep a lot more. Yeah. So a couple of things here you can do to set up your sleep environment. So let's say that you've drank your calm or sleepy time tea, you've done your bedtime routine and you're doing these other practices before bed and you still have trouble sleeping. There's a few things that you can do in your room that I personally really like. Um, Number one is... diffusing essential oils. So we started doing this a couple of years ago because of my husband's allergies. And so I found like an allergy blend. Um, and now I just use one called breathe by doTERRA. Love that at nighttime, put that on and we both sleep amazing. Uh, the second thing is you can turn on white noise. So babies mm-hmm. like white noise machines, right? You can like Spotify or other playlists that have just like calming sleeping music. I know I was saying to my husband this past weekend when it was a little colder and rainy, I love to open our window. I just love sleeping in the warm blankets when it's cold in the air, uh, but also having that rain sound. So you can even bring down your temperature in your bedroom to like 60, 65. Um, You can also bring in a salt lamp. Some people like to do that. We just got one in our room, um, but 
you know, there's just a few things that you can do to set up your environment. If you are in a place where it's really bright in the morning, um, you can do blue, uh, sorry, light blocking curtains, like the blackout curtains. Um, or if you're in a place that's really dark and you want to get a alarm clock that has the sunrise on it, they have those, I think they're on Amazon for like 20 Mm -hmm. or 30 bucks. I can throw the link in there, but the sunrise simulator to help you wake up in the morning and kind of feel like you're waking up at sunrise if it's still dark outside. Yeah. And I think the last big thing here, especially in this time where we are just so thrown off our schedules, guys, having a routine and having structure in your day can help you feel accomplished by the end of the day. Because I think a lot of times, like personally, if I have a super lazy day where I'm like sitting on the couch and watching Netflix all day, or I just don't do anything, I really struggle falling asleep at night because my body just is not exhausted. It's not feeling like it did anything that day. And I think a big part of us sleeping well and sleeping soundly is not only physical in terms of like you've moved that day, maybe you've exercised that day, you've exerted calories and energy, but also mental. Like, have you mentally challenged yourself that day? Have you accomplished things that day? And I think those things impact a lot in terms of our ability to fall asleep and stay asleep soundly. Um, Because if you're not, you know, challenging the body and challenging the mind on a daily basis, it won't be as tired and so if you find that right now specifically you just are not doing much because you're stuck inside and you're not able to go anywhere and socialize try challenging yourself in different ways try getting a puzzle try reading a book try going for longer walks like whatever it might be to get your body feeling exerted by the end of the day because I know I know for one thing like after the day of freaking chasing my child around everywhere I literally could collapse into bed like I do and I sleep so much better those days than if I did nothing. So just a little tip right now when I know we're all kind of struggling Um, stress. Yes, definitely plays a big role in our ability to sleep, Um, but also make sure you're doing stuff that you feel, you know, accomplished by the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, one other piece here is if you are somebody who is feeling extreme anxiety or almost like depression right now, because mm-hmm. you know we're recording this in week two of quarantine here yeah. in Illinois, shelter in place, right? We're dealing with this virus and there's a lot of certainty. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of angst and just the unknown that makes people anxious and yeah. therefore having trouble to sleep, turn off social media turn off the news, consume what you need to consume as far as getting factual data and information, and then let the rest be because you literally only can control yourself. There's a lot of things that you cannot control. And a lot of people are getting themselves into this state of fear and panic and worry Mm -hmm. because they're consuming Fox News, CNN, Facebook, Instagram, right? All these different articles and just worrying about things that honestly are out of your control right yep. now. And so you need to just focus on what you can control. Go to the CDC website and read the factual information there if you need to stay up uh, to date with it every single day. Otherwise, I would say check it every other day. I mean, there's just things right now that are out of your control. And so focus on the things that are going to make you feel good and help you get some sleep and rest better. Yep. All right. We hope you guys have a fabulous day and we will be back with another episode soon. As always, thank you for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to help educate you and improve your life. If you've enjoyed this, please take a screenshot, share it on Instagram and tag us at lsn.coach and leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.